Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here. I am your host. I have a little bit of a cold while I am recording this episode. I've been sick for like nine days, and I'm finally starting to turn the corner. So I apologize for just a little um, kind of nasal sound in my voice, but I'm going to do my best to be as normal sounding throughout this episode as possible for you guys. So we are going to be talking about why rigorous lessons are simply not enough. So we'll make the case for this in the episode, um, but I really hope you leave today's episode walking away with the idea that, you know what, I've got to maybe not I don't want to say step up my lessons, but I've got to find a way to make my lessons engaging, make them fun, make them hands-on, whether or not that's simple tweaks here and there or whatever it may be, but just a way to to up-level it a little bit, right? So that when you go into the classroom, not only are your students excited to be learning, but you as a teacher are stoked to go to school that day. Like that makes such a difference for us in our lives. We've got to be there anyways, so you may as well make it fun right? So today's episode is all about why rigorous lessons are not enough um, and what we can do about that. And then at the very end of today's um, episode, I have a free download for you as well. I'm going to send you the link or I'll give you the link to send you that free murder mystery whodunit activity. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay, so I, I kind of hate to do this to you, but right now I want you to sit back Close your eyes, as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But sit back, close your eyes, and imagine yourself in your most recent school professional development session or your most recent faculty meeting. I know, I apologize. I told you in advance, I hate to do this to you, but try to go back there. And I want you to tell me this, or say it out loud to yourself. Were you riveted by what you were learning Were you like on the edge of your seat so excited to hear what was coming next? Did you learn a ton? I feel like I can already hear a lot of you saying no, like shouting at me. No, I didn't. Please stop making me go back there. And I I get it, okay? Because what I'm picturing and what I know, what I picture when I close my eyes and do that is being bored out of my mind, right? Sitting in the back of the room or off to the side. I always sit on the left-hand side of our faculty meetings. I don't know. That's my spot. And you have, you know, your teacher best friend with you or you look across the the room at each other and you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, this could have just been sent in an email. You know, why do we have to be here? Or maybe you're at a PD, right? And you've completely tuned out the instructor. You were engaged for like five minutes at the beginning, hoping for something good. And then you were kind of let down. You might even be, and I hate to say this too, but you might even be secretly checking your email or your Instagram or Facebook like underneath the desk thinking that no one can see you. Like we know our students are doing that in our classroom. Of course, they know that that's what we're doing in a faculty meeting if that's what we're doing. So let me tell you that I've been there. Like I am describing myself as I am saying that as well. And what's really a bummer about that situation is that I'm sure that most of the time, especially at a PD, your presenter probably put in a lot of time and effort into that presentation that they put together for you. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, you probably weren't engaged. 
And because you weren't engaged, you didn't get a whole heck of a lot out of it. Can you see where I'm going to start to go with this? That that's exactly the same scenario for our students. And you guys, I get it. Teaching is so flipping hard. Like, I get it. And I know that we are all doing our absolute best in our classrooms. There's so much to juggle. We've got a list of standards that we've got to cover. We've got state testing to think about. We've got the pressure to push our students just as far academically as we can before the end of the school year. And so what do we do? Because we have all of those pressures on us. We have all of these things that we have to do. We want our life outside of our classroom too. And so we just, we buckle down. You know, we do grammar drills. or We have our students practice writing text-dependent questions. And sometimes as much as we don't want to, we end up teaching to the test. Okay. And I want to ask you a question. Does having your students participate in maybe rigorous lessons every day give you the results that you want? Do they master all of the ELA standards and score off the charts on their state testing and produce exceptional work each and every single day when you are doing it like this? Of course not. Right? We're all kind of let down at the end of the day. And it's like, how often do we as teachers spend hours planning and prepping lessons to help our students understand a difficult concept only to be met with blank stares and confusion when we bring it into the classroom and they attempt to work on it independently? So often, right? Like I've been there. And how many of our students have completely checked out? You can look at them. You look them in the eyes and you know they've completely checked out because they are bored with the repetitive drills and the repetitive content. And so now what happens is we get to this point as teachers, we've spent our nights, we've spent our Sunday afternoons planning and prepping lessons that when we bring them into the classroom, our students aren't even focused, they aren't even engaged, and ultimately they're not growing. And this repetitive scenario becomes incredibly discouraging for us. And I want to tell you that during my first year's teaching, I I felt the same exact way. I felt discouraged. I felt overwhelmed all the time. It honestly even left me questioning my abilities as a teacher. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you felt that way your first year teaching. Maybe you're currently feeling that way right now. And so I want you to know, like, I totally get it. You are not alone. So when we're creating lessons as teachers, right, we have the best of intentions with them. We always want to help our students succeed, right? We want to help them grow and thrive in our classes so that they're prepared for high school, they're prepared for college. But if our students are not engaged in their learning, then we've already lost them. And I'm going to repeat that again because it's so important. If our students are not engaged in their learning, then we've already lost them. They've tuned out. And they're thinking about all of the other pressing concerns that preteens and teenagers face. Like we know we've been there. We were preteens and teenagers once too. So regardless of all of your incredible academic goals that you have for them, it's going to be incredibly hard to accomplish them if we can't reach our students. And I know that that is not how so many of us imagined our classrooms to be when we decided to become teachers right? We became teachers to be creative. We became teachers to have fun with kids. We became teachers to change people's lives. But too many teachers, too many of us are drowning. We hear it 
all the time at EB Academics. Jessica and I hear it all the time from teachers. I'm about ready to quit. I can't handle it anymore. And we totally get it. So what can you do about it? So what's the solution, right? We now know rigorous lessons are not enough. They have to be engaging. So what do we do? Well, we have to start creating not just rigorous lessons, but engaging lessons. And I want you to think back to my example about professional development from the very beginning of this episode. And if we want to move away from making our students feel like that and move toward our students practically, you know, jumping out of their seats, they're so excited to see what they're going to learn next. I know that that might be a little bit of a hyperbole, but not necessarily, not all the time. If we want to see that change, if we want to move toward that, then we have to embed excitement, we have to embed engagement, and we have to embed hands-on learning into our students' lessons, into the lessons that we create for them. And I have to be completely honest with you here and tell you that this reason, what I just talked about, is exactly why Jessica and I created our EB Teachers Club. And that's our monthly membership. If you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's basically a place we create just these awesome and engaging lessons and activities that are still rigorous, right? And standards based for teachers to use, but also hands-on, exciting, like kids are stoked to come to class. I know I keep using that word stoked, but that's like the best word to describe it. And as a Californian, you know, that's such a part of my vocabulary. And so some of the activities that we've included in the EB Teachers Club, just to give you an idea, like maybe you can take some of these ideas and run with them on your own. But we have escape rooms that address reading for nonfiction standards, like how boring is teaching main idea over and over again? Well, how do we make that fun? We do escape rooms. We do scavenger hunts or a whodunit mystery that focuses on evidence and literature. Well, finding evidence in literature can be super boring, but if we have a murder mystery whodunit activity, kids love it and they don't even realize they're engaged in their learning. They don't even realize they are learning something, right? Or uh, fractured fairy tales is another one that we use to help teach descriptive writing skills. Fractured fairy tales, so fun, so engaging. So just simple little twists on the standards are going to make for that more fun, that more excitement in your classroom. And so essentially, we're going to be taking otherwise boring and mundane concepts and completely transforming the way that we teach them with fun and hands-on activities. And so if you're like, yep, I want to learn, tell me how, Caitlin. (laughs) If you want to learn how to go from that overwhelmed, burned out, defeated, I don't know how to do this feeling that I know so many of us feel. I got a message on Instagram the other day from a teacher telling me I'm in my first year. I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm ready to quit. Please help me. And so if you want to feel, move from feeling that way to feeling not just confident about the lessons that you're going to teach, but excited to show up to school each and every day and teach, then I'd love to share more information about our club with you. Like that's why we created it. And so we'll be opening enrollment on February 20th. So in the meantime, I'm going to invite you to add your name to our wait list so that you can be one of the very first teachers notified when we do open our doors. So we're opening our doors to the public on February 20th. But if you're on our wait list, you'll be getting more information a little bit sooner than that. And I'll just say that our February content that we're coming out with for our members is really going to be... 
awesome for Valentine's Day. So as Valentine's Day comes up and things get crazy, we still want to keep our kids engaged. We still want to keep them learning, right? So if we can take those engaging, rigorous activities and use those during that Valentine's Day week of craziness, keep them learning, keep them engaged, we're winning, right? That is where the magic and the beauty of teaching happens. Um, And the other thing I want to say is that when you do sign up to be on our wait list, you'll learn a bunch more about the EB Teachers Club. So we put together like a little blueprint for you so you know exactly what's included in the club. But we also have a free whodunit mystery activity that's focused on evidence and literature. So that activity that I referenced just a couple minutes ago, we're giving you that activity for free so you can see exactly the types of content that we include in our membership, but you can also go teach that awesome lesson in your classroom. Like you could use that tomorrow if you wanted to go download it and start it with your kids tomorrow. It's so much fun. They're going to have a field day debating over what happened to the characters in this short piece. So to get your name on the wait list and make sure that you're at the front of the line when we do open our doors and you get notified a little bit sooner than everybody else, you can go to ebacademics.com forward slash wait list. Again, it's ebacademics.com forward slash wait list. You get that free whodunit activity. You get a blueprint about the EB Teachers Club. You learn more about it. Um, And so as we close out today's episode, I just really want you to start thinking about the fact that rigorous lessons are not enough, right? What can you do? What small tweaks can you start making now to bring engagement, to bring excitement, to bring fun into your classroom? Life is short. We should be having fun with our kids. So just think about that, some food for thought as you head out into the rest of your day. Okay, I will see you guys next week on the podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful week.